Yeah! Therapy session will commence before too long. It was uh, kind of a interesting night at crypto last night. Were sleep. you a raise the roof guy, or were you more like Nick Van Exel, where he just would tell everybody, "Just relax, guys. Relax." Uh, I'm neither. Okay. I, I don't think I've I've either raised or lower raised a roof or lowered a floor. I could see you at UC Santa Barbara getting two on, two outs. <laughs> two 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 count again strike three and then putting your glove nah, on the ground huge mistake. and just doing this. That's where they take me out of the game because I put two guys on and I, they know I'm not going to get the third out and that's when they say uh, we're going to bring in someone else. You go sit down over there. Did you ever? Yeah, I'm not coming out. No, of course not. No, no, I'm not coming out. <laughs> I did look. I didn't get in very you send often. Them I back had to make to the sure that I got a chance to get back in there again. I couldn't. I couldn't dictate too many terms along the way. I did not have the ability. You ready to start talking some masters? <laughs> I couldn't be more ready for the Masters. If you knew how much prep I did yesterday for Masters talk for today and tomorrow, you'd be amazed. Shane Lowry, Victor Hovland have the uh, early lead at three under. Patrick Reed, who everybody hates, is at two under par. Adam Scott, two under. Cam Young, two. And then a whole bunch a whole of guys, bunch of guys there. along the way. Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, uh, Sergio Garcia, another one of the live guys. So we'll keep you up to speed. Chris and I are, are all over all the over. Masters. It is, uh, it's a pretty good day. It's a pretty good day if you are a golf fan. And, uh, this is the one tournament slate that they go back to every single year. Same course, major championship year after year after year. How do they, how, I'm just a complete curious. How does the ratings do in the Masters? Does it do pretty Monster. well? Monster. Yes. Monster. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's a reason CBS has had it on their network for 60 years and that it never comes up for bid is because they take care of it. The Masters people are like the greatest. Um, what's the what, what is what's what's beyond stickler? What What is beyond somebody that likes things the way that they like them? And if you don't follow the, the particular parameters, they're going to take it away from you. Stickler is like the first. I know thing, what you mean. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's more than that. Dang, I didn't know it would get to monster oh, yeah. ratings. Oh, yeah. Every it's like the only like golf event that almost everybody watches. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the biggest one of the year. Maybe not as far as like prestige. Maybe not as far as like uh, the the field, but as far as fame and everything. But I'm saying if you're going to watch it. a golf tournament, you watch the Masters. Yeah. And I could see, if you're going to tune in at all. I could see Saturday, Sunday, if there's some familiar names, it's okay. It's looking interesting. Saturday, Sunday, but Thursday, you gotta love you some golf. You got, you got to get to Saturday and Sunday. You gotta Sunday. love That's you what some happens golf. on Thursday and Friday. You don't play well on Thursday and right. Friday. You don't get to You're Saturday and Sunday. It's like the uh, it's like the first three months of the NBA season. You got to put yourself into position to get into those final eight or ten so you can make some noise. This is this is like some Christmas Day basketball. It doesn't really <laughs> matter, but it kind of matters a little bit. Travis, I have some questions for you about the masters so Please. first thing about the broadcast do you think that they pump in sound do they do they pump 100%, in the birds 100%. Do they, do they pump in everything else look there's okay. nothing that i will not put past these old cranky ass dudes that put this thing together they are so preoccupied with the image that they present to the world or the aesthetic they dye the ponds they have the the trash for instance to give you this idea the, the, the wrappers that they put around the sandwiches are in green bags, Slee, so in the event that one blows away from a fan, it doesn't show up on TV. You notice, you know, you never see around Augusta? Think about, What's that? I know you're not a golfer, yep. but if you go to a golf course, you won't be there for more than 30 seconds before you see a squirrel. Okay? They're everywhere. It's grass, there's stuff. You ever see a squirrel at Augusta? Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
No, there's a whole the, conspiracy about that. Do they spray the dew onto the grass? Well, there's an idea that maybe there's some stuff that makes them, they don't quite breed there, that they get rid of them, and that there's some poisons. Oh, they're relocated. Like no, they, no, they're down They the handcuff them. They dye the ponds. And they then do they all walk them to another course nearby. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be a nicer way to do it. But what are your other questions, Okay, uh, I have two more. So do you plan your master's nap? Do you have, okay, I'm going to take it, <laughs> it at like this nap. hole, that hole. That. Like, you know, do you, do you plan the nap or does it just happen? See, you got to let these things happen naturally. Em, that right, you, exactly. you don't Can't force know them. exactly Cannot force when them. it's going to come. But if you turn it on, it's very soothing. The birds are chirping. Yeah. Everybody's whispering. And then the next thing you know, you wake up in two hours of disappearance. You're like, that was perfect. Yeah, it reminds me of my grandfather on Easter weekend. He'd fall yes. asleep and then he'd wake back up. Yes. Um, Lastly. Yeah, love you, Papa Walter. Uh, but then also, last one, do you do you do like a dinner with your friends? Do you plan a brunch? It is Easter Sunday, but do you plan a master type brunch where you try to mimic the, me- the menu there? No, we do a little draft the couple of nights before where we all pick our guys and throw a couple of bucks into a hat. And Who do you have? Uh, I don't have anybody that's near the top right now with the exception of, um, no, he's, he's phone. No, I got Hideki Matsunama. He's tied okay. for six. So when like two years ago, two or three, Yeah, two or three. What else you want to know, Slee? I think you guys covered it all. <laughs> Not even close. I think you covered it all. Tiger is plus two so far today, so he's he's got to get going, sleeve. He's going to make the cut because, to your point, if he's not there, people like yourself, they're long gone. Man, that dude, to, to still have him carry the weight that he has at this all age, I mean, just, and literally all of it, because I, I think if you said, hey, Al, he made the cut, he's playing on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. Sounds good. See how he does. Yeah. He can barely walk. Curiosity. It's cold. It's uh, rainy. I guess it's not cold. I guess it's kind of warm out there right now, but it's supposed to rain. Like and feel his pain. Yeah, well, he's got one leg. I know. You know, the other leg's all curved and skinny, and it's it, it's Jeez. not good. So, Tiger plus two. Keep you up to speed on that. How are you feeling this morning? Long feeling night good, buddy. last night, I bet. Yeah, yeah, long night, but, you know, just kind of a... Uh... Kind of an interesting night. The the vibe at, uh, at Crypto was actually awesome until the Clippers started dominating. <laughs> it really was. It was uh it was one of the first times that we got to see Tyloo said it was the first like meaningful game between the two franchises. We we're having the conversation yesterday. Do you think guys play, do they not play? They all played. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Ron, A D, D'Angelo came back, Mobamba was available. Um so you could tell it was obviously an important game for both franchises. But feeling good. Feeling good. Unfortunately for the Lakers, uh you could definitely tell they were they had a they had a game a night before that they had to go to overtime against the Utah Jazz. So that's the that's the question through mm-hmm. all of this, right? That there was something on the line for both teams. Yeah. Both teams were competing. Both teams played their guys. Other than you know, Paul George still a ways away. Um, is this a meaningful loss for the Lakers, or is this an an, an explainable one? And, and obviously, what I mean by that is the same thing that Darvin said. It's the same thing that LeBron James said after the game, which is, look, we're coming off of a long road trip. It's a back-to-back. We got stuck because of a snowstorm, spent another night in Minnesota or wherever it was. The Clippers are nice and fresh. They hadn't played since Saturday. That th- This is life in the NBA. Sometimes you're on short rest and the other guy's on nice full rest. It just happens occasionally. Is it just that where they ran into the fresher team that kind of steamrolled them a little bit, or was there more to it than all that? I think it was both. I think that if anybody, and I, I know I was getting a lot of this in the post game. Oh, come on, no excuses. No, no, that's that's part of the storyline. Part of the storyline is Lakers did not help themselves out on Tuesday night. Um, they didn't help themselves out. That's as simple as it. You had a game at Utah. 
Um, you had a 14 point lead. Then you somehow find a way to get that game into overtime. AD plays 42 minutes. Reeves and Dennis Schroeder play over 40 minutes. LeBron plays 38 minutes. That's part of the storyline. However, doesn't really matter. The, you know, you're going to have, sometimes there's moments in the year where the schedule works to your advantage and there's other times where it works to your disadvantage. I thought it worked, obviously, to the disadvantage of the Lakers yesterday, but the Clippers, Still beat the Lakers. That's still 11 games in a row against the Lakers. That's still another win for the, for the Clippers. Now they got the better record than the Lakers. Now they got the tiebreaker. Um, I think you can make a case for both of them. I think they, they work together. I think you, you Which can. Which one's more? Um, even? I, I would lean more towards the, I would lean more towards the end of the road trip, Utah Jazz the night before, not getting back till 2 a.m. However, if I'm the Clippers, I'm also saying, yeah, we don't even have Paul George. Mm -hmm. So I I think you could also make that case. But I thought yesterday's game had more to do with when they were down 19 at the half, you could have easily said, all right, that's it. This game's over. Pack it in. Didn't do that. No, they didn't. Um, Got it all the way down to within seven. Brian had three points at halftime. He had 33 by the end of the game and actually had a really good second half. So they fought. They did what they could. Uh, at the same time, I, I thought the effects were there from from a five-game road trip and then having that game against the Jazz. I, I think two things happened simultaneously. I, I think the last night, you can kind of just flick it aside because of all the things that we've talked about. The part that makes it hard to do that, though, is that it is 11 in a row. Is that the Lakers have lost to this, the, the LA Clippers 32 times in their last 39 games. Mm-hmm. That's just bizarre mm-hmm. because look, the Clippers have been marginally better than the Lakers during the regular season over the last several years. So that, that the Lakers lose more than they win against the Clippers is not a huge surprise, but 11 in a row in the NBA is weird. Like, if you played the Hornets 11 times, they're going to win one or two of those games, right? If you played the Orlando Magic 11 times, they're going to win one or two of those games, <laughs> sure. right? It's just, it's, it's life in pro sports that it's 11 in a row, that it's 32 of 39. And last night was a all hands on deck and let's play heavy minutes. Put those two things together and it does feel like more than just bad scheduling. The, the schedule did not favor you last night. It did favor the Clips, but whatever happens occasionally. That they can't beat that team is very, very odd. Well, I, it, there's a, there's the regular season portion of it. I, I think it, it would have more of an effect towards me if it was, hey, they've lost 11 in a row. And on top of that, they got swept last year by the yeah, but, Clippers. But they in haven't the playoffs. played each other in they the playoffs. Haven't. They so haven't. I don't know if that, that factors into it because. That you, we can only go by them when they play each other. Those mm-hmm. are the only times they've played each mm-hmm. other. If the Lakers show up and win the opening game of a series, then that doesn't really matter much. But you can only go on what I've seen, and what I've seen is 11 in a row. It's just bizarre. Also, how does it not mean anything? It's yeah. it's a decade. They have a 32-7 and record over the Lakers over the last decade. How can that not mean anything? It's not that it doesn't mean anything. It's just I, I go back to it. They have dominated the Lakers. If the conversation is, have the Clippers dominated the Lakers, they've dominated the Lakers. Why? But with that, but with that, they still haven't, the, I think the postseason part is something. Somebody tried saying yesterday, hey, this rivalry against the Clippers. I'm like, there's no rivalry. You want to know why there's no rivalry? There's no rivalry because they haven't, they haven't done anything in the postseason against each other. Losing 11, why have they lost 11? 
Uh, last win that they had against yeah, the Clippers. Can you really just kind of just brush it aside like that? Can it can it really mean nothing 11 in a row? Okay, let me ask That's you, really what, what do you think it means? I think it means it's a terrible matchup for them. Mm-hmm. I think it means that the Lakers are not, they, they don't have something, whether it's defending that three-point line, whether it's the, they've been hurt, whether it's been this, but 11 in a row for all the reasons I just said. One, if it were three and eight, that would be lopsided, but it's like, it's whatever. It's just, it's just kind of a thing. 11 in a row is really odd. That doesn't happen very often in pro sports. And you just say, well, it's not in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Why not? It has to mean something, some point. And 32 and seven is crazy. Craig, the Lakers have been decent, at least for chunks of that time. Yeah. 32 and seven. I don't want to make it sound, I, I don't want to brush it off. Maybe I am making it sound like it means nothing. It means something. Um, the last win the Lakers had against the Clippers, do you remember when it was? No, I, I, I no t- It's the bubble. It okay. was when they remember when they were finishing their regular season games. Um, it was July something in the bubble. That's the last time that they beat them. Um, the exact reason for it, maybe there's a little bit of every time the Clippers play the Lakers, it means something more to them it than it, something than to the it, Lakers last night. It, but you could just tell, like for the Clippers in a lot of these games. Maybe it's more personal for them than it has been for the Lakers. 11 times in a row, 32 out of, out of 39? Listen, you don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. I'm just giving you reasons of what I would think would add up to that. Because Is it just as simple as the Clippers are better? <laughs> I mean, could it, could it be that easy? I, I don't I don't argue that. Yeah. They, they've clearly, especially these last couple of years, um, they have been better. Yesterday, they were better than the Lakers. Norman Powell can come off the bench and give you 27 points. Um, the Lakers had really no answer on the defensive side. There's, I don't think there's a specific lane to take and, hey, there's my answer of why the Clippers have won 11 in a row. 11 in a row is a lot. 32 out of 39 is a lot. Um, some of them with the same team, some of them with different players. I thought last night was the first time we got to see, all right, but the Clippers haven't beat them with, since the trade deadline. So it's going to be a different team, but the result is the exact same. So uh, maybe you can answer this on the other side, but will it be different in the postseason? Do you have any hope that if, if for some chance they meet in the postseason, that it could be different? They're on the same half of the draw, right? So would they? it would only be in the conference finals. Is that where they would run in if it kind of sits where it is right now? Is that the first place that they could meet? The best place they could meet if it's, let's say Clippers grab the six spot, Lakers grab the seven, and both teams take care of business in their... Because then it would be Do they reshuffle. In the no, NBA? they wouldn't reshuffle. Or is it is it five and six that they'd face each other? No, because five and four are going to face one and seven. No, actually, no. You're right. The, the only way they're going to face each other Conference is going to be in the sem- in the uh, semis. Yeah, or the and both West of them Conference getting there finals. feels like a long way from right now. I want to hear from the Clipper fans. Clipper fans, what does it mean to you that you've won? 11 in a row that you've won 32 out of seven. Is it just an anomaly? Is it mean that you have the better team, that it's a great matchup, that you're looking forward to a potential playoff matchup? What does it mean to you? And Laker fans, same question. Does, is it a big deal or not? It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we got a little Laker and Clipper fans coming in talking about what happened last night. And, and not surprisingly, that people are kind of staking out their own sides on this thing, Al. Uh, my buddy Josh just sent me a, he's a, he's a Clipper fan. He just sent me a text that I think is kind of got a foot in both camps. Now he's a Clipper fan. He says, look, I've always favored the Clippers, had season tickets and everything, but winning these regular season games doesn't mean squat. It's a nice dagger to throw into the side of my Laker buddies. But when we wake up the next day, we're still ringless. Yeah, the, the the Lakers have history. The Lakers have what is it? Seventeen titles, Slee. Yep, seventeen titles. The Clippers have zero. That's a, but I, I understand that historically we're talking about one thing that the mm-hmm. Lakers have this lead that's never going to get erased over a team like the Clippers. I'm talking more about the the shorter term, namely the eleven in a row last night. The 32 out of 37, that's more of a 10-year window that this just seems... And again, it's not like the Clippers have been stacking championships, but why is this such a particularly bad matchup for the Clipper, for the Lakers against the Clippers? Is it just emotional? Is it just one guy wants it more than the other? Or is this just a really bad basketball matchup for the Lakers? I, I guess it has to be a really bad basketball matchup for the Lakers. And we talked about the last win that the Lakers had was in the Orlando bubble. All right, that's the last time the Lakers have beat the Clippers. Um, I think there's truth to your buddy's text. I think that if Clipper fans are just concerned about beating the Lakers in the regular season, you're doing yourself a disservice. Don't don't worry just about the regular season. They've dominated the Lakers. I'm even looking here head to head. Um, they won by seven yesterday. They were up by much more than seven the entire time. They won by 18 in the last matchup. They won by 13 in the one before that. Up six. Up 21 in another one. They're not, it's not even like a lot of these games are close. They've had some close games, but for the most part, Clippers are winning with a cushion. I want to give you an answer that I, I think would, um, help solve the 11 in a row is a lot. So weird. Clippers have dominated the Lakers. But remember coming into yesterday's game, I was telling you that it had more to do with both teams have the same record and you're trying to just get a one week break. I paid more attention to it than that. But it's also fair to say, I understand that, but put that to the side. Why is this one squad dominating you over the course of 40 games I or so? I wish that game last night, same record, fifth seed on the line, was against Minnesota or New Orleans or Houston or whoever it was. Because then if you just look, it's, look, it's fatigue. It's the road trip. They were fresher. And you can just kind of, the Lakers have played well. LeBron had a bad first half. AD didn't have his base. It's very easily explained away. But it, and not just because the Clippers are in town, it's because yeah. that's the team they can't beat. It's just so peculiar. That's without PG2. Yeah. And that's with D'Angelo coming back. So he didn't was, have to worry about, right. he didn't have to worry about what the amount of minutes he played with the Utah Jazz. And I, you know, when I, I think people, people don't like hearing, oh, well, you're just making an excuse for them. No, I, I'll simplify it. 
They can't beat the Clippers. They have not been able to beat the Clippers, and they lose to the Clippers again, get swept again this year by the Clippers. Happened again. So uh, last night I was at a bar watching uh, playing trivia with my friends like I usually do on Wednesday nights, but we were the the game was on and my friend I wasn't facing the TV I was facing away from the TV but my friend was watching he's like wait are the Lakers supposed to be getting their butts kicked by the Clippers and that was kind of like I think that's kind of a summation of all this stuff but then also all the stuff we've been saying they may, they could potentially play in the postseason do you guys think that the Lakers can beat the Clippers in the postseason because. As evidence shows, 11 times in a the row, they haven't. Do you I think they can? I, I don't think that the 11 in a row has a ton to do with a potential playoff matchup. I don't think that 32 out of 39 has a ton to do with a potential playoff matchup. It does mean that that's a really good matchup for the Clippers. Yeah. That it, you'd, you'd be foolish to just, oh, look, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, it is. And I'm not saying that the Clippers will automatically win the series because of this, but clearly there's a bad matchup situation going on if it's 11 in a row. It, that, that's not just schedule. That's not just we want it more. That's not just, well, we've had some injuries. So have they. That's a lot no, of They match things. up really, really well. 11 in a row is a really bad deal. Uh, it's also, too... And we just talked about how the chances of the Lakers and the Clippers facing each other. That actually, I haven't, I haven't actually given that much thought. You want to know why I haven't given much thought? So much has to happen for them to both get there. If the Clippers and the Lakers fest, uh, faced each other in the Western Conference, just use it as an example. Yeah. Well, you know, PG's back. You know, the Clippers are obviously playing well if they're going to get there. And for the Lakers too, that means you had to go through some teams to get there. That'd be, that'd be, um, It'd be fascinating to watch, even though it seems like it's so far away. All right. A, uh, so some Laker phone calls and Clipper phone calls coming up here in just a little bit. A uh, quick Masters update. Victor Hovland is kind of putting a little lead out there right now. Hanging Five out, huh? under. John Rahm at three under. John Rahm, number one ranked player in the world. Or, of course, or number two behind Scotty Scheffler. But Hovland, five under through ten holes. So we'll keep you up to speed there. Let's go to Los Angeles and TC. TC, you are on with Travis Lee. What's up, TC? Okay, how y'all doing today? Good, brother. Thanks for calling in. Okay, now, let's break down. First of all, uh, you say, well, the Lakers played last night, okay? And that's contributing to why they lost, um, you you, you know, why they lost um, to the Clippers. Sure. Well, okay, let me share something with you. Phoenix has to play Denver tonight. And then they got to play the Lakers tomorrow. So yep. Phoenix is going to be on the back-to-back. So when you say scheduling and stuff, okay, um, you know, not only is Phoenix going to be on a back-to-back, but what if Durant plays? Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when, when the Lakers beat Phoenix, they didn't have Durant or Aiden. So, so, so T- TC, I, mean, I, I think the point you're trying to make, and we said a little bit earlier that Sometimes it works to your benefit. Sometimes it works to your d- disadvantage. If the Lakers beat exactly. the Suns, if the if the Lakers hypothetically beat the Suns tomorrow, mm-hmm. he's right. They're going to be coming off a of back to back. Okay, that that just. But, but I got one more thing to mm-hmm. add. When we talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, right? Let's let's break it down. The Clippers' edge against the Lakers is clearly off the bench. You saw it last night. Um, when you look at the two best players for the Lakers, LeBron and AD against the Clippers' two best players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, okay? So when you, when you, when you look at that, you would say, okay, you get, say you give the edge to LeBron and AD, but the other three spots on the floor and, that, and, the, and the starters, they go to the Clippers. 
and they go to the and it goes to the Clipper bench. That's why you have such matchup issues. Appreciate appreciate you calling in, TC. Thanks for calling in. The schedule thing. I, I want to be. Darvin was mentioning it last night, and LeBron mentioned it too. Mm-hmm. It's the schedule is a part of it, but it's not all of it. Everybody gets bad nights on their schedule. Everybody has what the Lakers had to deal with last night is something that ever the 29 other teams will also be in that same position at various points in the season. Yeah. It's just that it happened to be the Lakers' turn last night. Yeah. That's part of it, but it's not all of it. The, the all of it is, yeah, but it was the Clippers, the team that you just can't seem to get over the hump in. And to your point, they got kind of run out right out of the gate. Yeah. It, it wasn't, and they, they made a run at it in the third quarter. What they cut it to six, seven, something like that. So they started the game 15 to three. They're down. Yeah. Come all the way back 26, 25. They take a lead. Next thing you know, at halftime, they're down 19. Yeah. Cut it all the way down to seven and then. It, it, it and it never felt like they were going to get over the top, but it, they hung around just long enough. In, a, in an odd way, it was actually kind of bad news for them because they were just close enough that you couldn't run up the white flag and take those guys off the court that you left LeBron out there. You left AD out there. You left those guys playing, you know, again, some pretty significant minutes last night because at 19 at the half, and I think it, did it go to 20 early in the third quarter? I think, I'm pretty sure it did. Okay. And, and and it's like, all right, guys, look, coming back from 20 in the NBA is not impossible, but it's pretty unlikely. This may be a time to run up the white flag and say, guys, we're going to sit down. We're going to we're going to get you off of your feet. We were kind of on the fence whether they're going to play or not. Let's kind of roll this thing back and get ready for what's coming up with Phoenix next. The good news with Phoenix, like TC was saying, they've got Denver tonight. Yep, Denver, Denver clinched the number one. They're going to pull they're their guys off the floor. They're done. They're and the Phoenix one is team. at home. Yeah. And I don't think Phoenix really has anything to play for either. I think they're locked. I mean, if they're not locked, they're a half game from locking up number four. They're not. You know, that game last night was incredibly important to both teams. Phoenix is not going to run into one of those games tonight or probably tomorrow Tomorrow. for them. It'll be important for the Lakers, but not nearly as important for them along the way. Let's try Robert on the west side. Robert, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Robert? Hey, my take on this is every player and everybody in the front office of the Clippers knows that they're the little franchise in town and the Lakers are the premier big ticket and I just feel they're all very very motivated inspired by their own inferiority complex because we've all been there when we want to get back that's that's the one chance they have to make a statement so I think the teams are pretty even I just think they're a little bit more inspired I, I think that that could explain them winning more Couple than games. they lose yeah. I don't think it explains 11 and 0 I think if they played and look the Clippers have been better than the Lakers over the last 10 years, but not to the tune of that, right? Mm-hmm. That I want it more than you. Sure, we play 10 times, you're going to beat me more. But you're not. Gonna, if I'm relatively, roughly as good as you, I'm going to get one or two or three. I'm not going to get zero out of 11. That's the part where I just I, I keep coming back to it. Why is it so... Not, not even, lopsided is not even the right word. It's, it's one-sided. It's one team wins all these games. The other one doesn't. I don't know if there's some secret matchup that they're going to wait to deploy until the playoffs if they can eventually get there. I don't know if we just unleash the thing that we've been holding on to because you don't want them to see it. 11 in a row is a well, really hard thing to just dismiss on. Well, they want it more. Not 11 times in a row they haven't. Uh, and I think this, I think if you're, if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, you're a Clipper fan. Um, obviously, their product has changed significantly over the last ten years. Sure. Period. There's no other way to put it. And it's gonna, I think, only get better with Bomber. Then they get their own arena into a dome and everything else. If you're getting up for these Laker matchups, that's fine. 
But the real noise is what you're able to do in the postseason. The real noise is getting to the NBA Finals. And they know that. I'm just, if you're getting up for, hey, we got the Lakers. There's a lot of Laker fans here. We want to stick it to them. Okay, but I, I, I thought yesterday had more to do with, you know how many minutes Kawhi Leonard ended up playing yesterday? Hit me. He played 43 minutes. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you know why I think he played 43? And this part of it has to do with the Lakers, but I think a very small portion. Everyone wants to avoid the playing. That one week oh, sure. rest is a big, big deal. We talked a little bit about that yesterday that, hey, I get that they're playing the Clippers, but I just want a week rest for the Lakers before the playoffs start. Clippers, that was important. To so them. with that in mind, where, where are we in, in the headspace with if they go into the play-in, which is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. It's not. No. They, they could still get to the six if they win their last two and Golden State splits their last two. But if they are in the play-in, are we back to where we were before, which is, Buckle up and see what happens, or you still feel pretty good about it. That's coming up next. Hey, Funch, what's up, man? Nice to see you. You too, man. I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. I know. I see this guy every day. I know. I, don't, I, I don't know. It's just, you, it's I really you miss got, you, Travis. You got your Come jacket across, Give him a hug today. I, I, give him a hug. In, in a break. We already yeah, did. We did. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. We're old chumps. Taylor's Taylor's sick today, so Funch is uh, stepping Was up. Was there a moment where you're like, okay, Funch, we've been hugging for four seconds, bro. Let go. It's like four minutes. Never let go of him. We just four minutes. We held on for a long time. Travis Lee on your shoulder. Coming up next, seven ten, ESPN. If you are injured in an accident, call Sweet James. Not all personal injury attorneys are created the same. I know everybody says it's going to fight. Everybody's going to say they're going to go do. We got Emily pinch hitting on. Hey, did you see today? Hey, did you see? You've got your factor caps. You've got your hey, did you sees? You've got uh, you've got a full plate today. Em. I'm a, I'm a bit frazzled, but it's gonna be okay. We're all, we're all gonna be <laughs> she yelled at me. all good. About, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to she's yell like, you. Listen, what if they face each other in the playoffs? I'm like, all right, answer my question. Relax, man. I take a deep breath. <laughs> she's passionate. Can I have a second? She's she's passionate. She's fired up about it. Uh, Funch, what what have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a long time. How are things? Just doing Laker games and you know trying to save everyone out of everyone's way. You know. Would that- still, still very disappointed. We haven't seen a picture of the ocean with a full glass of Hennessy <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the fire. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a while. Been a while, guys. Would that Jackie Robinson jersey fit on me? It could. I think it could. I don't know. It I think it a, could. You want one? I'll get sweet. you one. If you I want would one. let that is pretty sweet. That's like throwback Dodger authentic. It's the road grays. It's yeah. got the blue pi- piping down the middle. I'd figure you for like a ball. Sandy Koufax guy because you're Fernando. A really? Fernando. Wow. Fern- okay. Fernando's my guy when it comes to pitchers. And then Kershaw. And Altman. And Altman's my Altman's, new guy. Yeah, that's the we're, new guy. We're, we're, we're feeling each other out. Yeah, like you this, guys this just started one dating. Things. Like if, if I were talking with Kelly about this, we're I not dating. We're not dating. We're just talking. We're just hanging out a little bit. Yep. Like we're just we're just kind of seeing each other, and we'll mm-hmm. go grab a coffee or something like that. But we're not officially dating. But I am interested in James Altman. Yep. And sorry, buddy. That's definitely not going to fit on you. I don't It'll know. Fit on him. What size? Take it off. Take it's it off. Put it on. Large. Take it off. Large. Yeah, it's a Put large. Put it on. on. Put yeah, it sure. on. Not only, not only would a large not work, Funch, but if there aren't multiple X's in that thing, then we're, <laughs> we, it's not. It's not. By the time you put point. it on and give it back, it's just huge. Yeah, it'll be ruined. It'll be. You have to wear eyewear, protective eyewear, to keep the the buttons from flying off along the way. Quick Masters update: Victor Hovland added another one. Hovland is. Six under. He's three shots clear. The next closest guy, Rom and Young, both at three, and then a bunch of guys after that. But 
You know, like what they say, Slee, the Masters doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday. So we got a lot of time to go. Man, do we say that. A lot of time to go. That's an old one. You should know that. You should know things. Just kind of open up your circle a little bit. Just open up a little bit You got to teach me on the golf, on the Masters. The Masters. The, the Masters. Back nine on Sunday. So let's see. It'll, okay. Noon. Turn it on on noon on Sunday. Give it a couple hours and see what you think. Noon on Sunday. Yeah. Well, maybe one. Maybe 1230. Somewhere in there. Tip off at twelve thirty. Ah, put it on your phone. By the way, just this is actually no. We got one of those side. TVs here, on. here's this is. I get nothing for this, but it's just true. The Masters app is the best sports app that has ever existed. You mm. can stream the entire thing. Everything is right there. It's free. It's amazing. Okay. So if you're uh, if you're into that, you can do it. All right, Clipper fans. It, this is funny. And we're going to take these calls. I'll let you guys make your own case. But just looking at the the responses, you know, Emily kind of types out a little one sentence thing on what these guys want to say along the way. Laker fans are almost unanimously and doesn't mean anything if it doesn't happen in the play. I understand what you're saying, guys. It has to mean something. I understand it doesn't mean that the Clippers raise a banner. I understand that it doesn't. You're get trying them to find. A, can you give I'm, me an angle of why eleven in a row against I, a franchise I, and a team that shares the building? With it's you? eleven. I don't care if you're playing hopscotch. If one person beats the other one eleven times in a row, it means something. It means that you are not a good hopscotch player against that guy. I don't know. Do you play against hopscotch against another person? I don't know. If somebody's currently playing hopscotch and knows the rules, hit us up. <laughs> All right, let's try uh, Hawthorne and Alex. Alex and Hawthorne, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Alex? Hey, Travis. How you guys doing? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. we got you, bud. Gotcha. So, yeah, I agree with one of your previous callers. Uh, 11 games against the Lake Show is a big deal. Uh, you know, there's matchup issues there. The way they shoot the ball and the way we kind of lack on defending the three is issues that we got to get cleaned up. But if their focus is as an organization is like solely beating the Lakers, I mean, they got problems. And, you know, and, and I agree with what you guys just said. If, if until we meet in the playoffs and there's something on that level of significance, it doesn't mean anything. I, I'm, thank you for the phone call, Alex. Appreciate. It. I'm really curious. I know what Laker fans are going to say. I want to know what they feel. That if let, let's say it does break that way, right? That all of a sudden the Lakers and the Clippers find themselves in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You feel good going into a series with a team. That's it could happen like in this? the second round if Lakers okay. get the six. It could be Lakers five, six, six, and both teams advance. Sure. When it happens, if it happens. Do you feel like, hey, we're right back to square one, that it's zero zero going into this series? Or is it a man, this is this is kind of a weird one that we haven't been able to get by these guys? Because for me, as somebody that would like to see the Lakers win all of these series, that's I, I would rather have a team that I've seen them beat a few times. Doesn't have to beat them every time, but mm-hmm. to have zero wins against somebody over that amount of time, I keep coming back to there's something fundamentally bad for the Lakers in that matchup if it's so one-sided. Well, I think if that scenario plays out, then it also kind of starts falling the other way. It starts falling the other way of the how many times have the Clippers faltered in the playoffs? How many times has that franchise had opportunities to do something? Or maybe just didn't even put themselves in an opportunity. That's something they got to get over, right? Like, the Clippers... But wouldn't the team that you've beaten like a drum be the perfect antidote for that? <laughs> I, listen, you're 100% right on the 11 games. You're 100% right on that large sample size. Cause that's a really, really large sample size. We're not talking just 10 games here. You're talking to 39 games. But... The playoffs are different, and the playoffs do add an element that 
Um, some franchises have had a lot of success. Other franchises haven't. And if the Clippers find themselves in a position in that second round, it's Lakers and the Clippers. And Trav, if they won that series four games to two and, and they just kind of dominated, that's a whole different element that we're talking about that we haven't got a chance to see yet. Los Angeles up next. Keith, Keith, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's going on, Keith? It's so good to talk to you guys. I listen to you guys every day, Travis Lee. You do a fabulous job, man. Thank, Thank you so much for giving us like a platform, as Clipper fans, a, a platform to talk. Because God knows there's nowhere else. Anyway, um, you know the thing. The thing I, I say about this matchup is just two things: the the Lakers have given the Clippers a lot of ammunition, uh, I'm, and I'm talking about players. We gotta talk about Zubak. You guys never talk about him. that guy's a beast, man. He's a really good player, and you guys had him and got know, nothing I, I, and got I, nothing I, for him. And got nothing for him exactly. And then I mean, look, he said about Westbrook. I mean, the guy comes out and hits two three pointers, and when that happened, I was like, oh crap, for <laughs> you Lakers, man. That's that's not a good sign. If he's hitting threes, then you got a pretty hard team to beat, actually. Uh, and then you got to go by just the motivation and the, and the reality of it all is that Laker fans, I mean, Clippers are going to always be up. For, we do, you're right. We don't have no damn rings. So what do we else we got to do? We got to beat up on the Lakers every single time we can. I want to thank you guys for uh, having a great show all this time. I love it. I listen to it every day. Thank have you, a man. great day. Appreciate Keep it. doing that. Um, can I give you an example of this? And I think this is it's the best example, the best comp that I could give that I think ties in L.A. When the Padres beat the Dodgers last season, my concern with the Padres was is that they beat the Dodgers. That there was a little bit of, they finally beat the Dodgers. That the Dodgers have dominated them for so long, and that that was good enough that they reached that point, and then they end up losing to the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't know if um, if there was a... A relief. I don't know. You saw the way Manny Machado cheered when they got that last out. They got that last strike. It's almost like what they they just beat them. But that's not. Dodger fans would probably look at the Padres and be like, "That's kind of pathetic." You got that excited about beating the Dodgers, and then you went and lost to the Phillies. Just as an example, right? You didn't win. The ultimate goal is to win the World Series. With the Clippers, they've dominated the Lakers. And, you know, that last car that called and said, there's no platform for the Clipper fans. You could call anytime. It doesn't matter. Just make a good point. Have some good stuff to talk about. You can call anytime to the show. If the Clippers' goal is, it means so much for them to beat the Lakers, I, I think you're, you got the wrong goal. And it, yeah. ultimately, ultimately, it's going to come down to not beating the Los Angeles Lakers because you're never, that's never going to happen where you feel like you're competing with that franchise. The ultimate goal is how many fans you have in LA. That's your goal of getting them a championship and not worrying about anything that the Lakers do. I'm really curious because everybody's talking about the emotional components of this, the psychological components of this, that you're talking, well, they want it more. Well, they haven't won anything. Well, when it's a playoffs, it'll be different. And I'm not completely dismissing those. I think that those are a part of what we're talking about. But emotion does not dictate this type of one-sided situation. It could be a component of it. This is a basketball problem. That's the part that I'm trying to figure out. This is not an emotional problem, mostly. That's, that may be the difference. If these games were close, if the Clippers, you know, just kept eking it out, that's one thing that maybe the emotion is the difference between a basket or two. The Clippers are pounding the Lakers. 
for the, the these games for like you read off some scores earlier Slee, for the most part these games aren't particularly close that's not an emotional problem that's a basketball problem and it hasn't been the clippers have had this one team the whole way it hasn't been that the lakers have had this one team the whole way all of these teams over this what 39 game sample that we're talking about 32 and 7 it's a lot of different players that have come through in this this is a basketball problem that i'm trying to figure out not necessarily an emotional one if the basketball were really close I'll subscribe to some of these emotional things that might kick it over the top. But this seems like much more of a, we don't get enough stops. They give up a lot of wide open threes. What the Lakers do really well defensively, defend the paint, defend the rim. The Clippers don't do a lot of that. They don't attack the basket a lot. They shoot a bunch of threes and they shoot them pretty well. That's a bad basketball problem, not an emotional problem. If I give a a, a basketball perspective on it, most people would look at that Clippers roster these last couple of years. Now, they've had some They're bad better. luck. They've had some bad luck. Kawhi's got injured. Um, PG now is out as well. It's kind of a weird structure with some of their load management. they got a really good roster. They have they a do. really good front office that has got the proper depth. Um, they've spent their money wisely on how they've done it. Now, with all that being said, when Kawhi Leonard and... Paul George joined the Los Angeles Clippers because forget anything that happened prior to that. When they joined the Los Angeles Clippers, it was also the first year Anthony Davis and LeBron James were playing together as well. You can say, wow, the roster, the way they've put it together, um, but they didn't cash anything in. They gave up a ton of picks to go do it. I'm not saying don't go do it, but they gave up Shea Gilgis. They gave up the ton of picks and they still haven't cashed anything in for it. All right, we got a lot of phone calls. Stay there. We're going to get to you as quickly as we can, but not before Emily takes over Taylor's spot on Hey, Did You See? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Is your vehicle due for service? If it is, head on into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Because for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids into a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car nice and safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is at its absolute best. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. All right, Emily, let's see what you got. Should I do my Taylor impression? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to hear I'd be that. very disappointed if you did not. <laughs> Taylor from Jersey, go. It's very funny. Good job. This is my Taylor impression. What Someone was even speak. better is that the mic wasn't even on. <laughs> No, that was a good job. Well done. All right, all right. So um, you got to ask him questions, Emily. He's not just going to give it up to you. Exactly. You got to you got to keep throwing that line in the water if you're going to catch fish with him. Exactly. We love Taylor and get better soon. All right. So the Hollywood Reporter put out um, the top 50 movies of the 22nd century, 21st century, 21st, 21st century. I don't even know what century we're in, but their list is number 10 is Get Out. Then it's four months, three weeks, two days is number nine. Eight in the mood for love. Seven Brokeback Mountain. Six Spirited Away. Five Mulholland Drive. Four Zodiac. Three The Gleaners and I. Two Instant Lewin De- Davis. And number one Yee Yee. I haven't even seen most of these movies, which I I've think seen is crazy. Two. Yeah, I've seen, I've, two. seen I've seen a handful, but like not most Get, of these. Get Out. I know. I, yep. I've seen Mulholland Drive. What? Which? Who's in that? I think uh, I've seen that. I think it's like Finch. Russell Crowe, right? Yes. Okay. That yes. that's what I thought, and I've seen that. I've also tried to watch Zodiac three times. Fell asleep. That's the one with time. Robert Down. 
Downey. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. Boring. and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's so boring. Yes. Incredibly boring. I don't know why it's number four. But and anyway. I, the Zodiac Killer thing is like super fascinating, exactly. right? Because they don't, they never really caught him. They think they know who it yeah. is, but they never really caught him. So, and it happened in California. Yep. It happened not super long ago. Yeah. And they made a movie about him like, uh, we're going to get to the part so where boring. guys are getting snatched out of their cars. It's ridiculous. But what is your favorite movie of the last 23 years and why? Oh, gosh. So I'll start with Travis. I Honestly, I hate to say I don't know. but Top I, Gun. Top Gun I really liked, but I feel like that was more... I don't know if this came out in the 21st century or not. It may be pre-2000. Look this up. Because this is... Very few movies for me have, after I see them out, do they stick with me and I think about them and what they represented and whether or not I could have done something like that. Was Saving Private Ryan on this side of 2000 or was it pre I think it was in the 90s. It was, it was 98. 98. Okay. But I'll, so I'll count it. I'll count it. Th- that's the one for me because I remember seeing that and coming out of it going, I don't think I could have done that. But you kind of had to go do it, right? That yeah. was the expectation of men in the 30s and 40s that you, whatever you were doing, you stopped and you went over there and you did that. Right. And that just really stuck with me and, and, and was scary and upsetting and, and, and kind of made you think about who you are as a human being and all those things. Who sorts your parents were? My, my grandparents, you know, yeah. my, my grandfather was a Marine in mm-hmm. World War II in the Pacific, not in the European theater, but Pacific theater. And he never, ever, ever talked about it really. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things like, okay, I don't know if I could have done that, yeah. even though you had to do it. So while maybe it's a little 20, late 20th century, that's the answer for me. All right, Alan. So it's tough to, when you say your favorite movie, I start kind of thinking of, well, what movie has I, have I seen the most of these, this over the last 23 years? And I always kind of find myself back at a comedy. And I, I, I try to, there's certain movies, and we've talked a little bit about this, that even if it's on TNT or TBS or whatever network that it's on, and I just stop on a Saturday and I don't change the channel. Okay, well, I must really like this movie. And if there's a commercial that's going to come on for Tide right after, and I go through that as well, it's it's the comedies that I think of is Step Brothers. I think of Talladega yeah. Nights. I think of Old School. And it's yeah. obviously a lot of familiar actors there. If I had to pick one of those, um, one of those movies... Old school for some reason just freaking hit me at that time. I just thought it was the funniest movie in the world. It was during college. I just thought it was so freaking good. Maybe I don't watch it as much now, but that that's, that's okay. I go more comedy. Super Luke. <laughs> All right, Funch, what's your favorite movie? I mean, I don't think I have one in the last twenty three years. The only thing I really it's definitely not the Godfather. Godfather. No, man. Goodfellas, actually. It's gonna be Goodfellas. That's like almost the Yeah, 80s. that was that was that was pretty... Well, it's like 90-something. If, was if, Goodfellas 90? It's like 90-something. I want to say like, like 90. 1990. 90, yeah. It has, it has to be Goodfellas for me. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. If, it can't be the last <laughs> 20 years. If I got grandfathered in, you can be good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Goodfellas, man. Anytime it comes on, I'm watching it. Like, what about any- you, Em? Uh, if I'm going to pick one movie as my favorite movie of the last 23 years, I'd have to say... Everywhere, the, every, not everything, anywhere. Everything, everywhere. No. <laughs> it's the 2019 version of Little Women. It's the most close to my heart. It is my favorite movie of all time. And every time I watch it, it's a new movie to me. So that's why I love it. Not the Taylor Swift concert movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Doc. Not Miss Americana, yeah, the nor uh, the Reputation Tour uh, movie. movie. <laughs> so um, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett was asked, um, she's coming up on her 90th birthday, and she was asked what's on her to-do list, and she said uh, George Clooney. 
So, uh, <laughs> you guys, good for Carol Burnett. <laughs> Go get it, Carol. You guys are all in long-term relationships, uh, and so my question is: Is it okay to have a hall pass? Is it a healthy thing to have a hall pass, Alan? I'm going to start with you. Uh, yeah, I think it's okay. Um, we've never discussed it. Like, I've never sat down at the dinner table and said, "Hey, I want to <laughs> want to bring this up to Compare you." Notes. But uh, <laughs> Salma Hayek is a really pretty she's pretty pretty woman she's nice um <laughs> talented just wondering Lovely. if uh you know now i i think it's fine because it's so it's such a joking around type of conversation um now if that same person keeps being brought up twice a day when you're out at dinner and stuff like that maybe you're, maybe you don't want to have that you're conversation traveling to her estate hoping to bump into her at starbucks <laughs> yeah, i think a little different yeah i think it's innocent it's fine okay travis yeah if it's if it's like for instance Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher would probably not be my first choice, but she'd be on the short list for sure. Um, Susan has a thing for John Bon Jovi. Loves him. Absolutely loves him. From the time that we were, Jersey guy. From the time that we were in high school, she hey. loved John Bon Jovi. And she makes the joke about John Bon Jovi and all those things. But if she came home one day and said, never gonna guess who I ran into. John Bon Jovi wouldn't sit great, right? I wouldn't love that along the way. So it's a funny gag, but in reality, I don't know if like, well, no, look, if I ever have an opportunity to John Bon Jovi it up, I'm going to do it. I think that would kind of land a little weird. All right, Funch? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I talk about my crushes all the time. I got so many. I, I just can't name them all, uh, really. You have a list at home? I you do just have like a list add to the I list. Do, Number do. 44 do, in my ranking. I do, but, but my wife, I, it's weird saying that now, my wife, um, says she, she, she has a, um, if you find out that she has a particular type and it's not you, it's an opposite <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. like she, she really likes, um, Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Who was all- almost on Mason Ireland last week. Yes, with well, Jason Momoa, and she also likes Roman Reigns, who's a wrestler. A wrestler she, yeah. yeah, and they, those yeah. guys are kind of the same. same they had the same look, like yes. that same, that yes. Islander, long yeah. hair, yeah. bearded, ripped Big. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think of you when I think of that. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but yeah, you think, you know, you find out that your wife has a type that it's not you. Emily, do you have the, the one that's on the top of your list? Um... I think he's relevant today. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a good-looking guy. He was uh, people's sexiest man alive, I think, last year. So Paul, Paul Rudd turned fifty-four today, and he looks like he's thirty. Thirty. Women like funny guys. Kurt Sandoval wouldn't think that he's fifty-four. That's for sure. He, he'd come out on the right side of that one. Sixty-four for sure. So, yeah. I have a tweet that's kind of like that that we'll read in a little bit. Plus, more your Lakers slash Clipper phone calls. Lakers, 11 in a row. What is going on there? That's all coming up. But let me remind you that it is Masters Week. It is The Masters is on right now. And Al and I are giving you a chance to win the ultimate golf and spa luxury experience to Pacific Palms Resort. Here's how you can win. Listen all day today. And when we tell you to call, you're going to want to call 877-710-ESPN.